Welcome to Raising Mums, a live weekly broadcast streaming on Facebook and Instagram that inspires mums to live with purpose and intention, to raise their children mindfully, and empowers mothers everywhere to own their lives and thrive doing it. Welcome. So today we're going to be discussing the topic, Built to Last, Securing Your Homeschool for the Future. And for those of you who don't know me, my name is Dr. Gemma Elizabeth and I am the founder of OurMuslimHomeschool.com and a homeschooling mum to three kids here in the UK. And this is a weekly broadcast that we do here on Instagram and on Facebook where I hope to inspire mums to live with purpose and intention, to raise their children mindfully and to empower mothers everywhere to own their lives and to thrive doing it. And this episode, just like previous episodes, will be uploaded onto YouTube later on, inshallah, and onto my blog, OurMuslimHomeschool.com. And so that will happen after we finish here on the live. And I want you to feel free to share this video if you would like to with any of your friends, with your WhatsApp groups, with social media. Tag any friends who might be interested in this topic now. You can tag them on Instagram and on Facebook and they can join in with the live and join in the conversation. So, and while we're going along, feel free to comment. Walaikum salam, Hafsa. Um, feel free to comment as we go along. You know, I would really value your input on this discussion. It makes such a difference when people comment and join in to the whole dynamic. I love it when you talk to each other um, and talk to me as we go along. And if you do have any questions, feel free to put them in the comments and I will make time at the end to go through any questions. Um, so today's topic, like I said before, is built to last, securing your homeschool for the future. And this question, well, this topic was actually brought to my attention by a very, very long-term follower of mine on Instagram. Uh, and her name is, you might already know her, is Sister Eva, Ina's Eva Zainab. And she has been following me from the beginning. Like, I mean, from when... I don't know, five years ago or plus when I was just posting, you know, finger painting pictures of my kids and I value her input so much. And she said to me, you know what, Gemma, what you've been talking about previously doesn't speak to those mums who are very early on in their homeschooling life. And so many women in that place give up with the homeschooling journey very, very early on. And um, I think that there are ways that we can prevent that. And that's what I want to talk about today, is ways that we can prevent mothers who had their heart set on homeschooling giving up in the early days. And for those of you who are thinking about it for the future, this could be really, really helpful to you as well. Um, so thank you, Eva, for bringing that uh, to my attention. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, I'm speaking to that mum who wants to homeschool and who is planning and preparing for this new adventure. And I'm talking to those of you who homeschool now, but maybe are feeling a little disheartened. Or you have ambitions to go the long haul with homeschooling. You want to do this for the next few years, the next five years or more. Hopefully what we discuss today will be really helpful to you. Um, so, of course, there are reasons, before we get into this, there are reasons that you might need to quit homeschooling. It doesn't mean that you're a quitter. It doesn't mean you're a failure. It just means that Allah had other plans for you. You know, life throws you a curveball and it means you can't homeschool. There are very valid reasons why you might not be able to homeschool in the future. But there are ways, there are reasons that could have been prevented. And that's what we're going to go into today. 
Um, and I want to give you practical ad advice as well. I want to keep it positive and also give you some perspective about what homeschooling really is, not what we hope it will be, but the reality of it, what it is. Um, so let's get into this. Um, and you will notice that a lot of what I advise is actually mum-centered. I'm not talking about you changing your children. Because, you know, you'll come to realize that's impossible. This is all about you. And you can take that one or two ways. You can find that terrifying, that, oh my goodness, this is all on me. Or you can find this empowering. I leave that decision to you. You have this in your hands, inshallah. Um, so let's start with point number one. How to secure your homeschool for the future. You need to look after your needs as a mum. And we, that's like the thing nowadays, isn't it? Self-care and everyone's talking about that. But let's talk why that is important in this situation. If homeschooling makes you miserable, if you find it draining and tiring, if it doesn't bring you joy, let's be practical. You're not going to stick with it for very long. If you, you know, wake up and you're not looking forward to the day ahead, you're not going to keep going for very long. Homeschooling needs to fulfill your own needs as well as your children's. So you need to make time for that because homeschooling is all consuming if you allow it to be. Not only does it take up time when you're actually with your children doing their educational activities, but there's the planning, there's whatever you do after school, there's the research. It can take a lot of time. You need to make time for yourself. You need to, whether it's time or maintaining hobbies, seeing your friends, you need to keep something for yourself. So that's my first piece of advice to you. Don't let homeschooling consume all of your life. Keep something for yourself. You can't be a mummy martyr for very long. It doesn't last. It's not sustainable long term. You won't, you won't last a long run if you're not happy. Um, the next thing is, and it's kind of linked is to incorporate something in your home school that is intrinsically rewarding to you. So what do I mean intrinsically rewarding? I mean something in your homeschool curriculum that makes you giddy with excitement, that makes you, that you're fascinated by. What is it in your own heart, in your own mind that you love? Maybe there's a way that you can incorporate that into your homeschool. Maybe there's a way you can incorporate it into your children's curriculum. If you can't think of anything right now that makes you excited and gets you giddy with enthusiasm, then that's probably a product of your own education that sapped that excitement from you. But trust me when I tell you, a few months of homeschooling will reignite those old passions that lay hidden. You will discover interests you never knew you had, like poetry. I didn't know I liked poetry. At school, I hated poetry. But since homeschooling, I've learned to absolutely love poetry. There might be something that you do or that you... It doesn't have to be academic. Maybe you're really into some kind of sports activity, something creative. You, if you can incorporate something that you find as a mother intrinsically rewarding into your own homeschool, you'll want to wake up in the morning and do your homeschool day. There's no way you're letting homeschooling go if you love it. If there's something in there that you, that fills you up, that, um, that is your passion. So if you've been following me on social media for a while, you'll know that I love history and I love nature. And you will see that our homeschool is very um, 
heavy on the nature study. It's very heavy on all the good things that come with nature study, like sketching and watercolors and biology and physical geography, all the things that you can build around nature. Nothing makes me feel more joyful and more, my, fills my heart up more than being outdoors in the British countryside um, with wildlife. I mean, that is my thing. And it might not be your thing, but I have incorporated that massively into our homeschool because it makes me happy. And that is not a selfish thing. One reason it's not selfish is because it's, I'm playing the long game. I want to be homeschooling for many more years, inshallah. And so I need to be happy. The second reason it's not selfish is that it's benefiting the children, not just by the academic side of things. You know, obviously they're learning facts about nature and geography and things like that. And that, that is important. But a far more valuable lesson that they are learning is they are seeing a adult who they admire, who they look up to, passionate about something, excited to learn. We were at Santa Parks the other day and I completely embarrassed my husband. I saw a red squirrel in the distance. I couldn't even contain myself. I was off through the ferns and the bracken, through the woods, chasing after this red squirrel. And my kids loved it. They were with me and we chased after this red squirrel and we found the squirrel. And I was so excited because I haven't seen a red squirrel since I was a kid. And my husband was like, okay, <laughs> I'll just stay on the path. But you know what? It's that kind of excitement that your children will remember. That kind of enthusiasm that you want them to take on into their adult lives, that enthusiasm for learning. So when you are planning, when you're thinking about how you're going to homeschool your children, think about what is intrinsically rewarding to you as a mum and see if there is a way that you can incorporate that into your life, into your homeschool life. And I've seen some people commenting already. Anybody else want to share what what they love, what they're passionate about, please put it in the comments and tell us maybe there's a way that we can work out how you can incorporate that into your homeschool curriculum. Right, the next thing, let's have some water. The next thing, you need to remind yourself that you are not trying to create a classroom at home. And you, many of you who have looked into homeschooling already will have heard this a hundred times. You're not trying to recreate school at home, but it wor it's worth reminding yourself of this regularly. You are not trying to create a classroom. You are trying to create an atmosphere of learning. There's a huge difference, okay? You are not a teacher and you will never be a teacher. Unless, of course, you know, that's a career you're interested in in the future. But for this sake of this video, you are not a teacher and you will never be a teacher. If you think back to your um, school life, what was a teacher to you? To me, it was someone whose authority was unquestionable. You did what they said. There was even like an intimidation factor here. Maybe you were a bit scared of your teacher. You don't want that relationship with your child, do you? I certainly don't. And honestly, you're never, you're never going to get it. You're never going to have that kind of relationship with your child because your child already sees you as their mum. They already know that you love them unconditionally, whether or not they behave. They know that already. So you're not going to be a teacher. So what I really want you to do is to... Remind yourself, get rid of those ideas that, um, that you need to be that teacher at the chalkboard or at the whiteboard lecturing your child. 
Rather, you are going to be somebody who facilitates their learning experience. You are going to be somebody who enjoys the process of learning with them, with them. Um, you are going to be somebody who finds their experiments and their craft activities fascinating and their books interested in. When that is who you can expect to become, do not expect to become a teacher. Teachers are fantastic. They do a great job. I'm definitely pro-teacher. I think all the teachers out there do a wonderful job within the limits that they have set upon them. But that is not what you are going to be as a homeschooling mum. You are going to be someone who facilitates their learning. You are going to be someone who, when your child learns something new, they come running to you to tell you this amazing thing they've just learned because they know that you are going to be interested in what they have to say. So that is what a homeschooling mum looks like. You are not the teacher. Um, and I've not got anything against using a whiteboard in your homeschool, but you get what I mean. It's a completely different dynamic. And not only are you going to be, you know, learning with them and facilitating their learning, you are also going to be dealing with being, all, being a mum in other ways, you know, like um, uh, dealing with tantrums, dealing with sick children, uh, dealing with the cooking, sibling rivalry, making sure they've exercised, making sure you've exercised, um, keeping the house clean, uh, cooking meals, doing all the other mum jobs that you have to do. And tell me, what other teacher do you know that does that? There's no teacher that does all of that. You are a mum first and foremost, and then you are their educator. And it might sound overwhelming, you know, all those jobs that you have to do, especially if you've not started. But anyone who's on here now, who homeschools already, they will tell you that it just becomes a part of your life. That's what homeschooling is. It's a part of your life. The next thing to maintain your homeschool success for long term is ask your kids. How, how familiar does this sound, right? You get an idea in your head, maybe it was on Instagram or Facebook, that you're going to start this new topic. So you go online and you research all the different books and all the curriculum and all the activities that you could potentially do. And you make a plan, maybe even buy something. And then you bring it all home, you put it in front of your child and you expect your children to fall in line with your expectations. We never even asked them. We never even gave them a say. If you, and I tell you this from personal experience, if you involve your children in the decision making to an extent, obviously it depends on their age, if you involve your children in some way to the decision making process, you will save yourself so much hassle and frustration in the long term. And also you're showing them that you respect them. You're showing them that you value their input and their opinion. And the way that you approach these questions, you know, you might say, well, my kid's just going to say they don't want to do it. They're just going to say, oh, no, I don't want to do that. Well, approach it differently. Phrase the questions differently. It doesn't have to be an option, but maybe discuss a topic with them and find out which part of that topic they're interested in, what approach you can take. It's worth talking to your children before you make these big plans and before you spend a lot of money on curriculum and things. And... Um, when you do that, not only are you getting their input into a subject, but you're also preparing them. You're giving that, them that expectation that something is coming rather than just shocking them with this new subject and this new topic. So ask your children, ask your children before you make any big plans. I learned the hard way, guys. I learned that one the hard way. Right. Regularly seek clarity. So this is another way that we can... Um, 
that we can ensure success, inshallah, in the future with our children is to regularly reevaluate what we're doing with our kids. Um, now, I, in the video that I did recently, I was talking about how to prepare for 2019. And some of you might have seen that. If you haven't seen that, it's on YouTube. Um, and I talked about the way that we can prepare and reevaluate for the coming 12 weeks. So every 12 weeks, or maybe even every six weeks, I would love for you to get a nice cup of tea when the kids are busy or the kids have gone to bed, sit down with your notebook and ask yourself, what went really well this year? What went really well the last 12 weeks? What um, happy memories did we have? You know, what do I want to continue with? What, doing, what am I doing really well with? And what didn't work? What is just not happening? What is draining me? What are the kids not enjoying? What is not working out? What is not effective? If you do that every 12 weeks, you are sure to pick up things before they become a big problem. And for those of you who are lacking confidence in your ability to homeschool, it will show you undoubtedly that your successes far outweigh your failures. Because some of us are, uh, our personalities are that we fixate on the negative. We fixate on those one or two mistakes that we might have made. And we don't even acknowledge all the successes that we've had as a homeschooling family. If you do this every 12 weeks or every six, it is sure to help boost your confidence and it is sure to um, help you to progress in a positive way that is um, working for you and your kids. Involve your children in this evaluation. Ask them what they enjoyed, what they didn't enjoy, um, what they learned, what they remember. Involve them in that evaluation. And... Um, I think I mentioned in the last video as well, this idea of when you are reevaluating how you've done, to look back at your intentions. You know, why did you start homeschooling to begin with? And then look at the way you're living. Does your life, your lifestyle, the way you're teaching, what you're teaching, does it align with your values? Does it align with those initial intentions you set out? If you do that every 12 weeks, you are sure to keep yourself on track with what is important to you, to the values that are important to you and to your family. Um, and feeding on from that, I would even encourage you to reaffirm those intentions every day. Even if you don't homeschool, even if you're just, uh, if your kids go to, even if your kids go to school or if they're very little, reaffirm why you're raising your children the way you're raising it every morning before you start your day. Because actions are judged by intentions, am I right? So every morning, think about what I am raising my children, I am homeschooling my children for whatever it is, for the sake of Allah, for the pleasure of Allah, for whatever the reason is that you have. You can have multiple intentions, but reaffirm them every morning and it will help you to stay focused on, on where you're going with your homeschooling life. Um, something that I've just been thinking about, I've never tried, but I think would work really well for those of us who are very visual. I'm very visual, uh, I'm a visual learner as well, is to make a vision board. Now, people talk about that in terms of their career and their, you know, their life aspirations. I think it would work really well in a homeschool, for a homeschool. So what, if you don't know what a vision board is, it's essentially you put a bunch of pictures together on your, on your desktop or on your phone, and it's something that you can look at every day to remind you 
of what you aspire to be, of what you want your life to become. So you can make a vision board for what you want, what's important to you, what's um, the way you want your family to be. It's something that I'm considering doing myself, and if I do do it, I will, of course, share it with you. So if you're a visual learner, maybe you can make a vision board and look at that every morning, as well as making your intentions clear every day. Um, I think if you do that every day, you're sure to, to succeed, inshallah, in the long term with your family. Um, and you can even look at those vision boards or reaffirm your attentions every time during the day when things are getting a little bit choppy, when you're struggling, uh, when the kids are playing up, you know, whatever it is, when you feel your heart and you feel like you're struggling, just to look at your vision board and say, oh yeah, that's why I'm doing this. Last week we spoke about self-esteem. I, we talked about the topic of I'm just a mum, is that enough? And from my experience of life, a lot of women struggle with self-esteem issues and a lot of homeschoolers give up homeschooling because of self-esteem issues. They take this, the failure that, what they see as a failure, um, personally. They take, you know, when a subject doesn't work out, an activity doesn't work out, their kids repeatedly play up, they take that on themselves that they are a failure. And I think that if you are someone who suffers with confidence issues and self-esteem issues, it would be now would be a great time to work on boosting your self-esteem. Take a look at the video that I did last week. It's on YouTube. Um, it's on Facebook under the videos tab. And, and work towards boosting your own self-esteem in the long term because that is one of the big reasons why a lot of women give up is because they're taking things very personally. It affects their confidence, um, which is it's understandable. There are a lot of reasons why women have low self-esteem and low self-confidence. So work on that. And the last thing that I want to advise you to do is to release your um, expectations, release your unrealistic expectations of perfection, of um, one of the reasons why so many of us fail is because we think that um, homeschooling is something that it's not. Now, either before we started or while we're in the thick of it, we think homeschooling is supposed to be something that it's not. So I'm going to list some of these unrealistic expectations that many of us have, many of us hold in our heart, and I want you to release them. Release your expectation of perfection. That perfect family, that perfect home life. Perfection is not for this world. Perfection comes in the life to come. You will not find perfection in homeschooling. So relinquish that. And when you see imperfection in your life, if you remember, ah yes, perfection is in the life to come, it will be easier for you. When you see that imperfection coming up in your life, you can remember and it will remind you of the promise of perfection in the life to come. Release and accept that life is going to change. Not only life, but your children will change constantly. <laughs> oh my goodness their preferences, their interests, their learning style, everything you can imagine will change. And if you have multiple children, that can be a little bit overwhelming if you don't accept that your life is going to change, that their lives are going to change. So release your need for constancy and accept that change will happen. Also, I would love for you to release this concept that many of us have, that homeschooling will make you a good parent. It may, in the long run, make you a good person. 
because we face challenges and we overcome them and all of that kind of stuff. But homeschooling does not equal good parent. You don't suddenly wake up when you homeschool and suddenly become this amazing mum that you always wanted to be. Release that expectation from yourself and from your children. And likewise, homeschooling does not make your children perfect. That's a big one. Your kids are still going to be kids and they are not going to be perfect. They're still going to laugh and probably tell fart jokes. True story. They are still going to um, know all the games on the Xbox and want an Xbox, whether or not you let them have it. They're still going to know lyrics to pop songs. I know. Even if you don't have music in your home. Why? Because they meet real people more than kids in school because they they shouldn't call it homeschooling they should call it real world schooling because they talk to real people because they have real friends because they go to the shops they go to they go out they hear these things they speak to people that is a reality and you can keep them in a little bubble for a little while but it doesn't last long so release that expectation that you have that your children are going to be perfect they are not and don't expect them to be. Um, you know, we can minimize the impact that these things have on our children, like music and all the other things, um, because we have that time at home with them. We can counteract with other things, you know, with our faith and our values. But your children are still going to be exposed to these things. You can't keep them in a bubble for long. And, you know, maybe maybe we shouldn't be trying to keep them in a bubble. I'll leave that one up to you. Um, and And realize that you will have ups and downs. You know, I've spoken about that before in this uh, video. You will have ups and downs. Come to expect it. Come to expect that you're going to have a good day. You're going to have a bad day. Things are going to go well for a while. Things are not going to work out for a while. Come to expect it and release those expectations you have of perfection. Um, and forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. That's a big one. Homeschooling is amazing. It's amazing. I wouldn't do it if it wasn't amazing. And I'm really grateful for this chance and this opportunity to live this way. It is a lifestyle, it is a way of living. Um, and I fall in love with it every day, even more and more every day. But I hope this has given you some perspective on what homeschooling is really all about, what homeschooling uh, is and what it isn't, what you can expect, um, and, and to give you some, some clarity on, on the way things are gonna work out for you, inshallah. And hopefully now you know all of this, when things happen, or maybe things have already happened, you realize that you're not alone, that this is just the way it is. This is real life. You know, homeschooling is not a perfect life, but it's a pretty good one. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. Right, so I'm going to have a quick look through the questions. How do I do this on Facebook? Okay. So someone on Facebook has asked, how do you work out their way of learning and what works for them? I would, quick answer to that question, I would go online and look for an online questionnaire type of thing and it will ask you questions as to um, to tell, match you and your children up with learning style. So I'm a visual learner, I learn very well visually by, if I have to learn a new concept, I draw it out, I diagram it. When I plan something, I make spider diagrams. You know, that's what a visual learner is. One of my sons is an auditory learner, so he can memorize things just from hearing them, mashallah. So he does very, very well with our style of learning with Charlotte Mason because I'm reading aloud a lot um, and listening to audiobooks and things. So. 
There are different styles. I'm not an expert. I know a little bit. I don't want to go too much into it and say the wrong thing. I would advise you to go online and look for a learning style questionnaire. And you can do that for each of your children and for yourself. Definitely do it for yourself as well. Um, lots of nice supportive comments here. Alhamdulillah. How do you get your children to the table to learn? Mine just like to work suddenly in bursts. How do I get my kids to come to the table? Firstly, I think it's just, for us, it's just a routine. They know that after they've got dressed and brushed their teeth, then it's school time. You know, they know that. And we have a very limited period of time when we school. And if they don't do their schoolwork in that time, then they will have to do it the next day. I don't stretch school out all day long. Um, like I said, I have to keep time for myself. I have other responsibilities to do. So we have school time and that's when they have to work. I think that expectation on them helps to get them to the table to do the work. And they're older. I mean, I don't know how old your, your children are, Mona. If they're small, maybe working in small short bursts is best for them. Um, Mine are a bit older now, my eldest is eight. And so he is capable of coming and sitting at a table for half an hour or more, doing some work, taking a short break, coming back again and doing a bit more. Um, how do you do all the housework? <laughs> um, well, I've spoken about this before. I do have a cleaner and she comes once a week and she does, you know, the, the deep cleaning. She does the bathroom, she hoovers everywhere, mops where needs to be mopped and does a dusting. So that's a big relief. And then just sort of all I have to do then is just pick up, hoover once, find time to hoover once in the week. And um, it helps a lot having somebody to help you. If you can't afford a cleaner, then you know maybe there's somebody in your family who can give you a hand. I also have, just like I have school time, I also have housework time um, where I focus on cleaning and, and maintaining my home and nothing else interrupts that. I also have set days when I do certain tasks. So Sunday today is my ironing day. Oh, hate ironing, but got to do it. Sunday is my ironing day. Um, I have different days. Friday is the day I get the car washed. Saturday is the sheets get cleaned. So I, that helps me to make sure I keep on top of things. I hope that answers your question. Okay, let's have a little look here. Lots of nice comments. Alhamdulillah. somebody's saying that they love the idea of the vision board. Yeah, I think we should do it. What do you think? I think I should try this. Um, we use our Instagram feed to reflect on what we enjoyed most. Yeah, that's a brilliant idea. That's great because you're taking photographs of the moments when you're really happy and your successes. So that's a great way to remind yourself of, of what's worked well during the year. Uh, so true. I do need to do this involve. Yeah, involve your kids in your planning. I think that's something as well that I've learned over the last few years. It saves yourself so much headache um, and gets them excited before you've even started, which is always a good thing. Um, I'm guilty of loving school and my teachers. Oh, mashallah. Good. That's wonderful. Okay. Alhamdulillah. A lot of nice comments. I've not seen anybody. Oh, here we go. Someone's shared that they love arts, crafts, cooking, sports, nature, knitting and traveling. Well, I mean, that's our entire homeschool curriculum. There you go. You've sorted it. You're ready. You can do everything through those things. You can learn so many different subjects from learning with those passions. Um, 
Alhamdulillah. Lots of lovely, supportive comments and hearts. Okay, I think that's it. Is there anything that popped up here? No. Okay, so I'm going to end that here. Um, you know, just quick recap. Built to last, right? Securing your homeschool for the future. These were the points. Look after your needs. Incorporate something that is intrinsically rewarding for you. Remind yourself that you're not trying to create a classroom at home. Ask your kids. Regularly seek, regularly seek clarity and reevaluate. Reaffirm your intentions every day. Work on your self-esteem and release unrealistic expectations you have. So that is it for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. And um, next week, I want to talk about homeschooling with a baby. I haven't thought of a snazzy title for it yet, but I will, I'll think of something. So there are, I, I received quite a few messages from people who are struggling. They've got little babies, but they also have the responsibility of homeschooling an older child or more than one older child, but they're so tired and they don't know how to balance it. They don't know what to do. They're overridden with guilt. So I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you about how to homeschool with a baby. So that will be next week. So that'll be again, 10 a.m. on a Sunday um, on Facebook and Instagram Live. And like I said before, this video will go up on YouTube afterwards, inshallah. If you want to review it, share it with your friends, catch up. If you're having a bad day, you know it's there for you to watch um, if you'd like to. Thank you everyone who pops on live. I really appreciate it. I appreciate all the comments and the hearts and everything. I'm so grateful to have you in my life and to be able to chat with you today. I'll see you next week. Assalamu alaikum.